This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. everybody and welcome to invest talk it is wednesday may 27 2020 approaching the halfway mark in the year and we know that our states are all reopening economic activity is resuming and it's, of course it's in phases we know that so it's not full it's not even i, don't know, I wouldn't even say half full halfway there yeah i wouldn't say that in several states, people flock to the beaches. They did here uh, in, well, not all beaches here in Southern California because some beaches were still closed. But most beaches were open. And, of course, there was pictures I, in my area because I went down there. I rode south on Pacific Coast Highway on my bicycle. Everybody was doing social distancing that I saw. There were family groups together, but, you know, different spaces between those family groups. So... Even though some places they weren't, I, I, I just don't know. They weren't around here that I saw. But, you know, that's what's happening out there. And, of course, the, the market is still volatile. <laughs> and we've seen a lot of volatility in both the downside and the upside, which is typical of a bear market. When a bear market first appears, it's pretty. It, the stocks fall like a freight train, right, straight down. And when they start to recover, you know, sometimes it's fast, sometimes it's a V, sometimes it's a U, sometimes it's an L-shaped kind of pattern. Those are three types of patterns. So what do we have here? Right now, it's kind of a V pattern. I mean, I don't know, uh, taking a look at a chart, it's kind of a V pattern, but last month it kind of went sideways, so the V got interrupted which is not unusual. It's just the way it is. But that's that's the shape of our recovery so far. And as an investor, you know, you have questions, I'm sure. Important questions. And, and our traders, investors, we're all debating, when our economy get back to speed? When will that happen? And what will it look like? The COVID-19 crisis has been and may continue to be transformational. We just don't know. Is it a permanent change in the way America does business? I think there's going to be certain things that are pretty much permanent, but in the majority of how we do things, I don't think that's going to change. We're pretty stubborn, we Americans, and you know we like our freedoms, and we will hold on to them no matter what. So at some point, we'll probably get back to the way we used to do things, but it might take a while. It might take a while. So... I'm ready to ask your questions. Whatever questions you might have regarding anything financial, we'll take them. I'll take them, and you can uh, be assured that I will give you my honest, straightforward opinion. The number is 888-99-CHART, 888-99-CHART. I'm C. Peasley, and I hope you'll call me. This is a whole hour of a call-in show. And through this Invest Talk radio program and the podcast, I... Try to make you a better investor. Uh, that's my goal, to make you better. Okay, you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to get every, you know, you never will pick stocks that are perfect, that, that they always go up, or they're always you know, solid companies. You will pick a lot of companies that don't work. That's how this works. Investing is not, you know, if that was the case, then you'd be the world's best investor. 
every pick you picked went up. I mean, that's just never happens. The world, Warren Buffett never had that happen to him. But we can make you a better investor. Improve your odds. Justin and I, Justin Klein and I, we do that. We want to do it with independent thinking. We'll share all the success we can. And we're a little bit different investment advisors than others. We are dedicated to unbiased guidance. We do our own research. We do our own technical analysis. We buy data, but we filter the data the way we want to see it. And we pick our own stocks and and you know we don't buy that kind of information. A lot of registered investment advisors like ourselves just gather money and give it to a third party. And many of the clients don't even know that's happening. We don't do that. So give me a call. I want to hear from you. 888-99-CHART is our number. Uh, you know, if you want to take a look at your portfolios, we are not, we, you know, we, we had to cancel all our flights out this year. I did. Uh, but we are still doing portfolio reviews. We've been doing them. I, I got, I'm backed up. I got three that I didn't get to today. So I, with Justin and I will be happy to take a look at your, your portfolio with, uh, and talk to you about it and see what we can do to help you. Either you manage yourself, if you want our services or want some help from us, we'd be happy to do that too. But we will always give you our honest opinion about your portfolio. All you have to do is go to investtalk.com, send me an email, or call KPP Financial in Irvine, California. Remember, that's investtalk.com, and just say, you know, there's many buttons around there saying contact us and just send us an email. In touch. My main talking point today concerns this. There aren't blind spots stock investors should be watching. There are blind spots stock investors should be watching. Okay, that is an article. The theory is that the lockdown-driven decline in economic activity and spike in unemployment may be hiding some, some system vulnerabilities. You know, maybe there's something that could happen. It, believe me, it comes out of it can come out of nowhere. It could be all of a sudden a, a liquidity problem somewhere part of the part of the economy that the Fed wasn't paying attention to or wasn't paying enough attention to it. You just never know. So, or there could be something else—a a restart up of the the virus. You know, flare up somewhere. It could happen too. I want to talk about several things. I want to talk about that one, number one, the coronavirus. I want to talk about the facts that we know right now about this coronavirus. Not, you know, the, I'm going to give numbers, okay? Not what we think or a political bias to one side or another, just the numbers. I like the real numbers. So I looked up a bunch of numbers, and I want to share them with you. Also, I want to talk about the U.S.-China relations with concerning the stock market. Well, we've talked about that before, but I want to make sure to keep you up to date on what's going on. And the annual bank stress test is happening. Remember that Dodd-Frank law passed in the last uh, big recession in 2008-9? Well, every year, banks are stressed, uh, tested. In other words, what does that mean? What's going? To, what's that talking about? I'm gonna, we're going to give some details about that. Nothing, nothing super exciting, but I think they're pretty interesting that we'll share. But what is on your mind is much more important. What happened to the market today? I actually had a second very good day. The Dow ended up being up 553 points, the Nasdaq 72, and the S&P up 44. It is uh, the, the we're, we're starting to see. Uh, 
is it possible that the uh, Fibonacci resistant numbers have been broken or are going to be broken? They have been broken. The NASDAQ, not the S&P, not the Dow, not the overall market, but the NASDAQ has. So this rally has been led by none other than the FANG stocks, Facebook, Apple, that, yeah, that place, Google, and Microsoft, the big, giant companies out there. You know how big Microsoft is now? How about $1.3 trillion? Almost $1.4 trillion. That's how big Microsoft is. Trillion. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyway, you're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We are back from a rather low-key holiday weekend, as you probably were. Did you guys go to the beach? I did not, except I rode my bike. I did do that. Didn't have any parties at home, nothing. Well, I won't say that. We did have a birthday party, a small little gathering family. But the country is coming back. We'll get to high gear again. How can you be better prepared for the market swings? How do you do that? We should talk about that. Your participation is an important part of this show. But please call. So now I'm here, ready to take those calls, provide unbiased answers to your financial investment questions. The number is 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. We made it through the Memorial Day weekend. Economic activity is resuming and the market seems to approve. You've got finance and investment questions. Steve and Justin welcome your calls. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, guys. This is Josh from California. I have a question for a beginning investor. I have $5,000 discretionary with uh, all the things going on with COVID-19. Just wondering, part one is what platform should I use, A like E-Trade or TD Ameritrade, or should I go to a, a broker? And the second part is, is there any good recommendations for a non-cyclical business like Costco and stuff like that. Thank you in advance and have a good one. Okay, yeah, you go to a discount broker. You don't go to a full-service broker because they're too expensive. E-Trade, TD Ameritrade, I like TD Ameritrade. Any discount broker will work just fine. But you got to remember, TD was purchased by Schwab last year, so it's eventually going to become Schwab, or they may leave it independent, but I just don't think so. But either one of those two would be perfect. You're looking for free trades. You don't have to pay money for trades. Okay, and there's no reason to have a full-service broker firm when you're just starting out. You don't need all their services, but they'll charge you for them, but so you don't. So, um, and I can't give you uh, recommendations individual stocks. Uh, I say that for my clients, and besides, the SEC won't let me. You notice, uh, uh, anybody who's listening to this show, you notice that Justin and I never, ever well, I won't say never ever, rarely will bring up a, com- a stock company. We will answer questions about stock companies you ask about, but we won't bring up companies and say, hey, you need to buy the XYZ company because the SEC won't let us. They have rules. Now, someone asked me today this very question. It says, well, how come, how come people on TV do it? They talk about it. I said, because they don't manage other people's money. The SEC has nothing to do with them. It's only when you manage somebody else's money, well, how you can talk about it. It becomes important. Become the rules start to apply. So that's why. But you could get into an ETF uh, in our various parts of ETF, and you probably should dollar cost average into the market over time. 
If you don't know what that means, go to Investopedia.com, look up dollar cost averaging. Dollar cost averaging. That'll give you an idea. My main talking point today. Heads up, warning for a market from a market analysts. There are blind spots stock investors should be watching for. Okay, this is what he's talking about. What kind of blind spot? Okay, this the lockdown-driven decline in economic activity and spike in unemployment has left the U.S. economy more vulnerable. That's what he says. It remains to be seen whether there are any hidden vulnerabilities in the system. And as I said, this uh, stress test, bank stress test, might point out some of those vulnerabilities that they're doing right now. This is, by the way, from a BlackRock equity dividend fund manager. Uh, He's the one that's making these uh, observations. And he's got a few more worries, which are totally understandable. You could probably guess at them yourself. He's, you know, he's worried that about the virus and that will we get a vaccine? Remember, we've had no vaccine for any other COVID virus. But everybody seems to think that we have to have one for this one. Well, maybe we have to have one, but it doesn't mean we're going to get one. There's promising news on that front. There's a lot of money being thrown at it, so there's a good chance we'll get one, but it doesn't have to happen. Plus, he's worried about the U.S. and China tension. Well, who isn't? Those are pretty obvious things, I would think. And, you know, one thing he didn't put in here, but I worry about, is exactly how how many permanent jobs do we lose because the business shut down and not reopening. You do remember that this country, the United States of America, most of the jobs are with firms of small companies, under 50 employees or so. So those small companies can't afford to stay out of business for two months and think they're going to survive. Many of them cannot. So the question is, how many are going to come back? I, I'm, I agree that the majority of them, of them will, but how many won't? That's really the issue. Is it 10%? 15%? 5%? I don't know. No one knows. On the Nest Invest Talk, this story. Many Americans who manage to keep their jobs may suffer salary reductions, but pay cuts across a broad spectrum would leave less money for the kind of spending that can spark our economy. That story is tomorrow, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. The COVID-19 crisis has caused unprecedented change in the markets. And now more than ever, with an asset portfolio to protect, you need unbiased answers to your finance and investment questions. Steve Peasley is here, and he's taking your calls now. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So go to Dan in San Diego. Why don't you talk about uh, DHT Holdings. Dan. Hi, Steve. Uh, yeah, I've been looking at double hull uh, anchors for a while. Of course, their yield is uh, ridiculous. But uh, with the oil coming back, uh, of the world opening up, I was thinking of uh, taking half a position. What do you think of DHT? Ooh, you're coming in and out there, Dan. Fading in and out, in and out. 
Talk about DHG Holdings. Provides marine transportation services for dry bulk, crude oil, and petroleum products. Okay, so it's a small company, $900 million, but not tiny, just small. It's a little under a billion dollars in size. Uh, their sales have been growing pretty strong the last two years, every quarter for almost two years. Uh, it's kind of a little misleading because next year they're going to make $2.37 a share. And, but, the, but in 2018, they only made 51 cents a share. Then next year, 2021, they're going to make 73 cents a share. So 51 cents to $2.37, back to 73 cents. So I'm not sure why that's so uh, strange. Maybe they sold something. That would be my guess, sold part of themselves off and had a big windfall. That's why I had those big earnings. It's going to be this year. It's very erratic. The Dividend yield is supposed to be 12%. Um, uh, it's a $6.19 stock, so it's fairly low priced. I mean, it's pretty low priced. Return equity is only 8%, which is very low. Um, they have debt, but it's not it's not that burdensome debt. They have a $1.27 a share cash flow, so the debt should be okay. So you could take a risk on this stock if that's what you're saying, but don't risk a lot of money. You know, uh, never put more than 3% in any one stock. And this is a very risky kind of stock. Their earnings over the years has been very erratic. Some years they lose money. Some years they make a lot of money. So it's not a consistent earner. And don't don't fall in love with that dividend. That's not necessarily, you know, I, I'm not sure how they're affording to pay that dividend. I mean, at 12%, next year they're only going to make $0.73. Cents. They couldn't afford to pay the dividend based on that. This year they can. But see that's because earnings are erratic. So I, I don't I don't know. I, I think it's it might be a good stock I think it, to take a chance on. To take a, a risk on. But I doubt if it'll go above eight dollars. I doubt that. But it's never been above eight dollars with any consistency. DHT is the symbol. DHT holdings. Let's go to Shannon in Florida. How you doing, Shannon? How's it going out there in Florida? Hey, not too bad. Can't complain. Uh, you know, a little bit of rain here and there, but it's nice and warm. So, uh, I'm That's calling good. today about uh, Digital Turbine Inc. APPS apps. Is the uh, ticker symbol. Uh huh. Do you want to buy and, it, or uh, you already own it? I bought. I bought. I had a, a tip from a, a friend who kind of knows his stuff, but he's a little risky sometimes. So I know it's probably it's a growth stock, and uh, I got in a little bit. But I was wondering what you think about maybe buying more. Um, I got in around six dollars a share. Uh, they're kind of a third party. Uh, they make they simplify the process of basically buying apps on your Android phones. Um, and, you know, I guess a large uh-huh. percentage of people don't go through the whole process because they kind of you know don't want to put in their information. It takes too long, and then they just, they just don't do it. This is like a one step process. It simplifies it, and bam, you're you, you know you buy an app. So I uh, just want to see what you think about it. Low debt, also. Okay. It's called Digital Turbine, everybody. APPS apps is a symbol. Develops mobile software that enables mobile content distribution and transactions. It's a very small company, so it's a high risk. It's pretty high risk, Shannon, which, which fits into what you said. It's 542 million in size. They have been making money for the, starting in 2019, they started making money. Before that, they lost money every year. 2019, they made $0.08. Cents. This year, they're going to make $0.18. Cents. Next year, they're scheduled to make $0.31. Cents. 
It's a $6.25 stock. Sales are growing between 20 and 40% per quarter. So the sales are pretty fast growing, but they're very small too. 36 million is the most recent, in the most recent quarter, $36 million. So that's what makes it high risk. I mean, return equity is 18%, not much dividend, management owns 6%. Funds have doubled in the last year, so they like it. Uh, it's trading at 14 and a half times book value. That's expensive. Uh, but you know, for growth companies, you have to pay up for them. You're going to have to pay higher PEs for growth companies. It's as simple as that. Uh, this bottomed at around three dollars and seventy-five cents during the you know the market fall. Now it's at six, so it's had a hundred percent return from them. The high last year was about eight dollars and fifty cents, and I would say I say that that's possible to return to that. You can take a shot on this one, but this it's high risk. Just realize it's high risk because it's got good solid growth numbers. As summer approaches, we say we see many states resuming economic activity, but the shutdown has been a severe financial shock. So as we go to break, here's the trivia question. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell recently suggested our economy could contract by as much as 30% in the second quarter. That may be true, maybe not. Okay. Would it would be the biggest drop ever in GDP in history? So how does this compare with a percentage decline in the Great Recession of 2007 through 2009? How could this compare with that one? I'll have the answers after the break. But now we are taking your market and financial questions live. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, 
you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. Numbers are elusive. But if it goes to zero, do you lose all your money? They're always changing. Their debt-to-equity ratio is fairly low. Invest Talk listeners know it's all about the numbers. I'm 82. I'm interested in knowing what the recommended withdrawal rate would be. So the questions keep coming. Hi, Steve and Justin. I'm question regarding real estate. Everything counts. I was wondering if you could shed a little bit more light on ExxonMobil. Jason, El Segundo, how you doing? Let's go to Robert in San Leandro. He wants an ETF follow-up. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein, thank you for your continued support. I really appreciate your insight and your understanding of the market and financial business. Since it all started, the total number of InvestTalk downloads has now exceeded 22 million. Hi, Steve and Justin. I've been listening to you guys for two years, and I absolutely love your show. InvestTalk.com InvestTalk is made possible by KPP Financial, where InvestTalk hosts and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. Okay, uh, before the break, I gave you a trivia question. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell recently suggested that our economy could contract contract by up to 30% during the second quarter of 2020. That's probably true. So if true, that would be the biggest drop in quarterly GDP in U.S. history. So how does this compare with the percentage decline at the steepest in the Great Recession of 2007 through 2009? Okay, here's the answer. Well, the past several months have been a roller coaster ride for the markets, and we've had severe financial impacts from COVID-19, from the lockdowns. So if we end up with a 30% economic contraction in the second quarter of 2020, it would be unprecedented. Unprecedented. By way of comparison, the sharpest quarterly drop in economic activity in the financial crisis, you know, the 2008 one, was 8.4%. In the fourth quarter of 2008, from 30% to 8.4. See how severe that is? Now, the Great Recession unfolded from those two years, right? It took nearly 18 months for the major stock indexes to fall 50% and reach their lows March 9, 2009. That long decline shook investors out of stock market. 
Those who stood on the sidelines missed the 10-year rally that followed. Look how fast this fall. Fell market fell 35, 37%. And what? How long did that take? A few weeks? A couple of weeks? Three weeks? Now, so one benefit of this year's market volatility is that it happened so quickly. That's one of the benefits. Now, the question is, can we return to back to where it was? And it depends on how fast we get back to work and how fast we can get those jobs back. How many jobs are, have we lost permanently, as I said before? So, anyways, how about we go back to the calls? Let's go to uh, Herbert in San Antonio, Texas. Wants to talk about Cisco. Herbert. Thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, I love the show. And, uh, yeah, I've been wanting to invest a little bit in some technology stocks. I do have a diversified portfolio, but I'm looking to invest in some technology. Uh, what are your thoughts on Cisco? Well, I'll tell you what. We we bought a technology stock today in one or two of our managed accounts. It wasn't Cisco. And I can't give it to you because I may be buying more for other accounts, you know, tomorrow. So, But I do like that sector. Okay, uh, Cisco Systems, he's talking about not the Cisco Food Service Company, Cisco Systems, the symbol CSCO, makes switches, routers, and other networking and communications hardware for businesses and home app applications. You know, it's a play on Hubert, uh, uh, Herbert uh, on 5G, everything cloud-based, and Cisco was in that sphere it's not uh, directly in that sphere, but it is in the telephone switching business and everything, and they're in that sphere, so it's kind of, you know, it's going to benefit from that. Their earnings are not going to take much of a hit at all. They made $3.10 last year. They're estimated to make three fifteen this year and three fourteen next year. Not growth, not shrinkage. So, and it's a big blue chip company. It's $194 billion. So, how much is the company worth making $3.14 a share? Well, if you gave it a 20 PS, $62, it's trading at 45. So it's right near long-term average for the market, and it pays a 3.1% dividend. It just busted above the 200-day moving average four days ago, and it's been hanging right above it since then. So I feel that there's a lot of resistance right in this area, but this is a good place to buy. It broke above the 200-day moving average. It's a long-term moving average, and usually that divides uh, long-term, uh, uh, that divides bear markets and bull markets at long-term moving average, 200-day moving average. That's why everybody uses it. Potentially, that's a one-year moving average because you don't count the weekends. So I kind of like it at this spot. It just does not, it probably does not have a lot of upside potential. I mean, if it goes back into the mid-50s, that's probably as best you can expect because it's not growing. Okay, Hubert? Herbert, thanks okay. for the call. I appreciate, appreciate it. Cisco, C-S-C-O. Thank you. 888-99-CHART, everybody. 888-992-4278. Now, let's talk about the coronavirus. Do you know the death toll, worldwide death toll is at 350,000 people? Uh, 5.6 million people have had have had the virus. 350,000 of them died. The average person that died is, is all are over 65 years old. There are a few under, but it's a really tiny fraction. It's 65 or older, and most in the United States are 80 and older. That, this is not, these numbers are according to the WHO, World Health Organization. 
South America right now is a current epicenter, Brazil being the problem. They have 391,000 cases. Uh, they, uh, they have 125,000 deaths. In the U.S., there's been 100,000 deaths, 1.68 million cases. Okay? New York has been the kind of the center of the, this virus with 368,000. So they had you know, a good chunk of the cases, and they have 29,000 deaths. So about a 30% of the deaths in the United States happened in New York. Now, there's 5 billion people in the world, right? And we have 5.6 million cases. There are 350 million people in the United States, and we have 1.6 million cases. Okay, uh, what is that? Um, let's see, if it was 350 million, 1% would be 3 million, 5 million. So that's about a half a percent of all U.S. citizens have the coronavirus, and it's about one-tenth of one percent died from it. One-tenth of one percent. So those are the numbers. Now, the question you're going to need to ask ourselves, did we overreact or not overreact? I'm not making a conclusion there, but I think, you know, we need to look at the numbers. What really would be interesting, and we won't know this till long-term after this has been, is, is a look back to see how much other deaths were caused by other things, compare it, how much deaths were caused by the shutdown, for instance. was there? Uh, we know there's been additional suicides. We know there's been additional um, uh, crime, in-home crime, okay, wife and husband beatings. So we, we know that's true from the statistics that have been coming out, but how bad is it? Did we act appropriately? Was there a better way to react? And maybe next time something like this happens, because it's going to happen again, I guarantee that. Maybe we can take some of these lessons and apply them to then. Anyways, I just thought I'd share the facts that we know them. Uh, I'm, I got these numbers from various websites, so hopefully they're correct. Okay, so don't come. Someone's going to call me. I just know an email. Well, you were off by 2,000. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the number changes all the time, right? You're listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I really would love to talk to you. Time to give me a call. I'm Steve Peasley, and yes, the economy is reopening. We know it's reopening in phases. And most of us realize the resumption is, uh, you know, will eventually get us back to a, the strong economic level of activity. We hope that. We're pretty sure about that. But we don't know. No one knows for sure. I'm worried about the long-term effects of jobs lost. How long is it going to take us to get those? Man, these are real people. You know, people think, oh, there's just 30 million jobs lost. That's lost. There's 30 million people, everybody, that have a that, that don't have a livelihood, that they have to go on, you know, social benefits that maybe they don't want to and they didn't have to before and they're going to run out. And I, and I realize that they pay them extra till July and all that, but still, you're, you know, it's very a very difficult thing. I've never had it happen to me, but I've had relatives ever happen. It's very difficult. Anyways, you still have to, though, you still have your retirement objectives. You can't, that doesn't change everybody. I don't care, pandemic, you lost your job. The objective is the same. Now, you may have to adjust your, your speed to get to that objective, but you still have to have it. You're still in your mind and 
to try not to panic out of the market. You never ever panic out of a market, no matter what kind. I'm not saying you can't adjust. You can go to some cash. You can buy some defensive positions, but you never panic out. You know, you you stay with the market. You try to recognize it's it's a matter of managing the risk of your portfolio, having your retirement objective in mind. Doesn't matter if you're conservative or or liberal, uh, aggressive. I don't care if you're young or old. It doesn't matter. You still have objectives. And there's always opportunities in the market. Always. Remember, the goal is the same. Financial freedom. Never changes. And you got to manage the risk. So, you can do that by getting started with a no-cost portfolio review. We'll re- Justin and I will review your portfolio if you want. So, please send us a message to investtalk.com if you're interested. If not, you have to manage your own. Come up with your own you know, review. You should be reviewing your portfolio on a pretty consistent basis and decide whether these are the things that you want and they, they match your objectives. I'm here to ready to answer any of your questions. I'll do it unbiasedly because I don't have a bias. And of course, I'm taking your calls live, 888-99-CHART. This is Talk. Steve and Justin have just recorded a new rapid fire hour at a faster pace you can hear answers to 29 caller questions. The podcast download is free. Go to investtalk.com, search April Bonus Show. And now the phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hi, guys. This is Kent in Arlington, Texas. And I'm calling to ask for a comparison between a bond and a stock. I'm looking at Federal Realty Trust, which assembles FRT. They're right now at $83 a share with a 5% yield. And the bond matures in June of 23. It's got a 2.75 coupon. The yield to worst on it is 1.88, and the yield to maturity is 1.96. It's A3 over A-. minus. And I'm just wondering for a guy that's 68 years old and living on Social Security and the income I can make, what do y'all think about that? All right. I appreciate you. Bye-bye. Okay. That bond he's quoting, when he says uh, A3, that means a AAA bond. It's high quality. That's why the yields are so low. Okay. Because it's a high quality bond. Okay. And he was, he's, he's, he's comparing that with federal realty. Uh, FRT is the symbol. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, that owns and manages, develops retail mixed properties, primarily in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic. So this is much higher risk. That bond is very much lower risk. And this pays, and a REIT has to pay 90% of its earnings out in a, in a, uh, in the form of a dividend. And right now the rate is 5%. Okay, because they made, Last year, they made $6.17 a share. They made that. This year, they're scheduled to make $4.28. Next year, $4.99. Okay, so they're going to pay 90% of that $4.99 next year in the form of a dividend. So that is $4.50 on an 8 through 83 $84 stock. That means it's about 5%. 
Okay? Now, what if it doesn't make that money? Remember, it made $6.17 last year and making $4.28 this year. This is why it's risky. You don't know how much money they're going to make next year. I can't tell you. We have an estimate. But what if something happens in the real estate market? See, if you're the bond, the AAA bond, you're almost guaranteed that that's going to be what it's going to pay. In a REIT like this, there's no guarantee at all. That's why it pays a much higher dividend, 5%. So you're, you're really comparing apples and oranges, okay, because they're totally different kinds of assets, bonds versus stocks. Stocks are inherently much more risky than bonds. Now, mind you, there can, you can buy some very risky bonds that pay much higher yields, but you won't want to buy those because they're very high yields, especially if you're old age, older aged. You know, and now it depends. If you're living on Social Security and you really can't afford to take the risk because you don't don't have enough assets, then I wouldn't buy a stock at all. Stay stay with the bonds. You know, I, I can't. I I don't know your whole situation, but from what little you gave me, that's what I probably would suggest. Okay. Thank you for the call, though. I appreciate that. Thanks for listening to the show. Okay, the U.S.-China relationships are is kind of kind of fraying, isn't it? Going, we went from coming to some, uh, coming to together on a trade deal last year, not a full trade deal, but a partial trade deal, to now, wait a minute, you guys, uh, you guys did, you lied to the world about the, the coronavirus. At least that's the assumption and it's probably accurate. You lied to the world and, uh, now we don't like you. Isn't that basically the, the what we're saying? What the government saying? And so now we see Hong Kong protests because they're used the COVID virus to implement stricter things. And we're seeing the government tighten uh, IPO standards from NASDAQ tightening their standards to the government saying they have to use uh, uh, general accounting principles. Just tighten, tighten, tighten. You know, it's going to, I think it's going to get ugly. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And of course, the work will continue right after this break. So get your questions in. The number is 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, a V-shaped recovery may not happen if many Americans who keep their jobs are forced to accept a pay cut. That story tomorrow. But now Steve Peasley is here. He'll have unbiased answers, but you've got to call with your questions. Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. 888 992 4278. We're going to talk to Daniel in Palo Alto, and he wants to talk about some uh, coronavirus company. How you doing, Daniel? Thank you. Yeah, I asked about. You're fading in and out, Daniel. I can't hear you. Oh, my apologies. SRPT is the name of your system. Okay. Okay, you want to talk about Serepta Therapeutics. SRPT develops RNA-based therapeutics using proprietary Antacene technology to treat genetic infections. It's at a 52-week high at $157.16. The 
They don't make money. They never made any money. Who knows if they're going to make money? But they do have a very good candidate for a vaccine against the COVID virus. Okay, so that's what they do have, and that's what's driving the stock. Sales are increasing pretty fast, 30%, 26% in the last four quarters. So sales, it's a $12 billion company that makes no money, has never made money. Very, very high risk, just so you know. I mean, the stock was $80 two months ago. Now it's 157 all about if they come up with a virus, the stock's underpriced. If they come up, I'm sorry, not a virus. If they come up with a vaccine for the virus, the stock is underpriced. What are the odds of that? I'm going to say one in 20. Because, you know, you got to go through phase one, phase two, phase three. Most drugs fail in phase three. Did you know that? Phase three is the hard one. That's where these human, human, widespread human testing and they're looking for any kind of, uh, uh, you know, problems that the drug will cause inside the humans. And, you know, it takes, it takes time to discover that. Sometimes everything's on a fast track now, right this minute. Not normally how it works. But, you know, there's so many competitors all having prospects. Not Only a few, a very small few will be successful. So I wouldn't buy this because it's too risky for me. It's just too risky for me. You're rolling the dice. If it makes it, it's going to be a huge winner. It's already been a huge winner just because, just because it has a possibility. But it's very risky. Let's go to Emika in Cincinnati. How you doing, Emika? Hi, Steve. I'm doing well. And thank you so much for the knowledge to you, Justin, and the team. We really appreciate every turn that you guys have been doing. Thank you. I do have a question for you. I'm looking at two stocks, but I don't know which one to buy for a long term. I'm looking at Slack, and also I'm looking at Qualcomm. Which one would you really prefer that have a better number? Okay, well, I'm gonna, I can't compare them side by side quickly. You know, it, I can just let me look at one Qualcomm, and, I'll, and if you call back tomorrow, I'll look at another Qualcomm. Qualcomm's a big blue chip, eighty-nine billion dollars size company. Earnings are going to up nineteen percent this year. Then they're going to go up fifty-six percent next year to five dollars and seventy-five cents, and it's a seventy-nine dollar stock. Sales are finally turned around and starting to grow in the last two quarters. The stock is very reasonable price at $79. Remember, it's going to make $5.75. So, you know, we're talking about, what, a 15 PE? That's pretty reasonable. The dividend is 3.3%. Cash flow is $4.52. They do have debt. That's a little concerning. But this is a very strong company. I think uh, it is a uh, it's it's something you should have on your watch list. It's now hesitated around the 200-day moving average for the last month. It's been chattering around there. Uh, if the market corrects, that'd be a great time to pick this stock up because it'll probably go down to you know the low 70s, maybe the high 60s. That'd be a great price to get this at to get this company at. So I do like it. Okay, it's a big blue chip stock. Something you can have in your portfolio. Okay? Appreciate the call. That was Qualcomm, everybody. Q-C-O-M. Out of San Diego. I remember when they first came out, came uh, came into existence in the 19, late 1990s. I'm Steve Peasley. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. I will return on Friday. Justin will be here tomorrow. Okay, and of course, I'll have highlights from the latest KPP Premium Newsletter. It comes out every Friday. Please tell your friends. We posted a new Best of Caller Questions podcast. It's up there. It can be downloaded for free at investtalk.com, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Everybody have a great night. See you the day after tomorrow. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.